Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. I have an interesting fact for you. About 75% of the American public uses some sort of vision assistance. That's a lot of people that need help there with their vision. And of that, about 64% of them wear eyeglasses and approximately 11 or so percent wear contact lens. Now, there's a lot changed in this whole area in the last 30 or so years, or longer than that, I guess. Uh, Actually, since, what is it, Pete, since 1978? Well, let me introduce you to my guest, who's going to tell tell us about all of this. His name is Pete Sepp. He is with the Coalition for Contact, Contact Lens Consumer Choice, and they're a group that's advocating for better deals for consumers. So Pete, let's uh, talk about a little bit to give us some information on what, how did this all start? I believe it was something called the eye care law. Is that right? Well, it was called the eyeglass rule. And again, uh, thanks so much for having me on to talk about this. Back in 1978, the Federal Trade Commission was at risk of being defunded by the U.S. Congress because of a lot of careless regulatory actions. But one truly revolutionary regulatory act that FTC took that really is a pro-consumer model for everything to follow was the eyeglass rule of 1978. What the FTC did essentially was apply systematic projectable evidence, that's a term of art, and that essentially was surveying around the states what kinds of laws were in place that were preventing consumers from getting the best possible deal on eyeglasses. And the FTC discovered there was real evidence that state laws basically put in place at the behest of many local eye care practitioners were prohibiting advertising for eyeglasses. So essentially, you could not, as a consumer, reasonably get information to comparison shops so that when you got your eyeglass prescription, you could figure out where to go to get the best deal on frames and lenses. The Federal Trade Commission said this is unfair. Consumers deserve the benefit of advertising. That's kind of the point of lawful, decent, truthful advertising to allow people to figure out how to get the best value for their money. The FTC said states can no longer prohibit eyeglass advertising. They issued a rulemaking that basically revolutionized the eye care industry at that time. So actually, I I think doing my math, I think that was about 40 years ago. And there's been a number of changes that have gone on since then. Now, before we segue into this, I just want to tell people that you also have another title in addition to your work with the coalition, and that is you are the president of the National Taxpayers Union. Is that correct? Indeed, and we are a nonprofit, nonpartisan citizen group working for moderate taxes, rights for taxpayers, 
restrained government spending, efficiency and accountability from public officials. We've been around, we're coming up actually on our 50th anniversary. And so uh, we've seen the eyeglass rule and we were around when it was being formulated uh, those 40 years ago. Yeah, it's amazing how time flies, doesn't it? Um, okay, <laughs> so you, you all are interested in this from a number of standpoints and as much as anything from the fairness to consumers, uh, which of course you're focused on consumers and consumer saving consumers money, etc. So the the uh, now there's something that's going on right now. I believe the Federal Trade Commission just recently had an open hearing where they invited people, the public, to attend, uh, and this was on the newer rule, which was what about ten years ago, twelve years ago, that came out. Yes, this is the contact lens rule. It's kind of a successor to the eyeglass rule, although the focus is slightly different. In 2003, Congress passed a law called the Fairness to Contact Lens Consumers Act, building upon the successes of the eyeglass rule. And the FTC essentially made a rulemaking based on Congress's law called the contact lens rule. And uh, that took effect in 2005. Now, what this rule does, it's not really aimed at advertising because advertising is already allowed on eyeglasses and eyewear providers tend to provide contact lenses as well. What the new contact lens rule did at that time was require the eye care providers to issue consumers a prescription that they could use to shop around for the best contact lens deals. And that, too, revolutionized the eye care industry in another way. It allowed consumers to choose where to purchase contact lenses and supplies not necessarily amongst brick-and-mortar outlets, but even online if they wanted to do so. And that has helped to dramatically expand choices, competition, and create savings. If you take a look at the statistics, for example, uh, the cost of an in-person prescription renewal from an eye care provider is about $160. Online, it's about $40. Now, that's the exam portion, of course, and the renewal process, but even the products, the contact lenses themselves, you can comparison shop across several platforms online. You can go to various uh, Sam's Club type outlets and see uh, what kind of contact lenses and supplies you might be able to find there. So it's a whole combination of choices that's really empowering consumers to get the most out of their money. And since there are so many of us, as I sit here with my uh, glasses down on my my little reading glasses, since there are so many of us that need assistance with our vision, um, it, this can mean a big, big difference. I don't wear prescription glasses, but um, I, my husband does. Uh, my son wears contact lenses, so it impacts my whole family as well, the availability of choice online, which is just m- amazing to me. And I 
gather, and I know that we've heard this at Call for Action from consumers, that they couldn't get their prescription. This, of course, was some years ago, that they couldn't get their prescriptions for their, their contact lenses and that they were forced to buy them from the the uh, person, the, the eye care specialist, who had, had given them their eye exam. Now, the new rule that came into effect in 2005, as you said, is now up for review, I believe. I guess we're taking a look and seeing how it fits into the the modern age, which is always a good thing to update our rules and regulations, I suppose. But before we get into that, Pete, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Pete Sepp. He is with the Coalition for Contact Lens Consumer Choice, which is uh, fighting the fight for consumers to give us choices and availability of prescriptions and online advertising and so on. Now, um, so this process that's going on right now, so what are they, what are they doing, Pete? Because you were there. Yes. Every 10 years, there is a review that the Federal Trade Commission is required to conduct of the contact lens rule. Well, that time came up in March of this year. There was a public hearing held at the offices of the Federal Trade Commission in a very large auditorium. There were witnesses from ophthalmologists to optometrists. We know the difference there. An ophthalmologist is a doctor who deals with all kinds of eye issues, not only your vision, but diseases of the eye. An optometrist deals primarily just with vision issues. Uh, but they were there. There were citizen groups in attendance. There were concerned consumers in attendance, public officials. Several hundred people at one point were in that auditorium. So this is obviously an issue of high interest. And I think it's because it transcends not just the direct and immediate issue of contact lenses, but also whether online technologies are going to be allowed to continue delivering savings of money and time and convenience to consumers, whether governments are going to be able to save money and therefore taxpayers from the emergence of these technologies. And we can certainly talk about that further. There are so many exciting opportunities that, for example, the Department Department of Veterans Affairs is pursuing right now with some of the online telemedicine technologies. And that, of course, sprang from many of the issues that uh, uh, come from the contact lens rule. The fact is, being able to purchase contacts online has allowed consumers to avail themselves of other types of products, uh, pet products, for example. You can buy your prescriptions online through there. So contact lenses were sort of a pioneer in that area. And now, the actual vision care services are being offered online where if you qualify, you could get the so-called refractive exam to uh, renew your prescription online. Uh, that's a very exciting development. I'm, I'm very interested in that, uh, how you could do an eye issue. Now, I know that uh, using the, the Internet and all the technology that's available, doctors are able to help patients with diagnosis. They can give long-term, I mean, long-distance 
assistance, medical advice and assistance, et cetera. And, and so you're saying that in terms of the eyes, that there can be exams conducted online by the, cons, uh, by the consumer and whoever they choose as the provider. Now, what kind of control is going on, Pete, in terms of making sure that people on the other end of this, this um, group that the consumer is contacting is actually legitimate? Is there uh, a standards and sort of thing that's set up? Because if you're going to have an eye exam online, it's got to be well controlled. Oh, yes, indeed. It's highly controlled. And in fact, uh, a number of people are actually excluded from being able to take these exams from the beginning. Um, Unfortunately, uh, folks uh, over 50 tend uh, not to qualify, and that would include me. Um, Folks who might have uh, very special eye conditions might not qualify. So roughly one quarter of people who uh, try to get one of these exams online are told, well, uh, we want to be on the safe side here, so uh, you can't take the exam online. But for those who can, they can be guaranteed to have their uh, evaluation conducted by a licensed eye care provider. In other words, this is not some cheap place where you'll get substandard care. You're going to get an eye care professional who will give you the same high-quality level of service you would get if you went to a brick-and-mortar location. Okay, so some some people will qualify to have these exams online. And how do they know? I mean, the consumer who's listening to us and thinking, okay, I want to renew my contact lens prescription. I've got to do that. Now, at one time, I believe there was a requirement that those prescriptions be renewed every year. Is that true? Oh, those requirements are still on the They're still there? Okay. In many many states, yes. And, of course, the uh, American uh, Association uh, for Ophthalmologists has said that's not really necessary for most members of the population. There are uh, lots of steps you can take that uh, would sort of roll back some of these unnecessary requirements and uh, allow people to obtain their prescriptions with a little less hassle. And that's an important thing. I think that we overlook the fact that setting up too many hurdles to getting any kind of prescription or uh, medical procedure, for that matter, uh, renewed or, or reinstated tends to throw up barriers whereby people say, oh, I just don't want to go through all the hassle, and they're worse off for it. I mean, when you think about it, having these annual eye exams that are unnecessary, not being allowed to shop for your lenses online, being denied your own prescription, that actually throws up barriers where people might decline to regularly replace their contact lenses. That leads to health issues, unintended consequences that will show up in higher costs and eye diseases down the line. So permitting people choice actually allows them to maintain their ocular health. Okay, so were these issues discussed at the FTC and and are they up for review? You think there's going to be some significant changes coming out of it? 
Well, uh, those issues were indeed discussed, and I don't see that uh, there will be massive restrictions recommended by the Federal Trade Commission on contact lens consumers and their rights to get prescriptions. In fact, they might recommend beneficial changes that will protect those rights. Uh, The fact is that there have been experiences of consumers being denied access to their own prescriptions that they can then use to shop around wherever they'd like. Uh, There was a poll taken in uh, 2017 by Consumer Action, a member of our coalition, and they found 60% of all respondents, and these respondents were contact lens consumers, they were unaware that under federal law, a doctor or exam provider is required to automatically give their patient a copy of their prescription Mm -hmm. after they get their exam. 60%. That's an amazing number of consumers who didn't know their rights. So it says to me that there obviously there needs to be some consumer education going on here to let consumers know what they can do and how they can purchase contact lenses and and then also information on who's going to be able to do these uh, these renewals online. Let's just take a brief pause here and let our listeners know they're tuned to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Pete Sepp. He is the member of the Coalition for Contact Lens Consumer Choice. He's also the president of the National Taxpayers Union. And it was interesting, Pete, when I was talking to you before we went on the air, you were saying that this is a taxpayer issue in some ways because it affects insurance, it affects choices, it affects, well, it affects all of us in our pocketbooks. Um, And I thought that was very interesting. Now, you mentioned that the VA is doing something. Of course, there again, that uh, reflects on the amount of money that's coming out of the federal government to pay for VA benefits, which we're all happy to do. But it can save money in the long run. So a lot of things are, are going on and percolating right now about this. It will be interesting to see. Do you expect that the rules are going to be rewritten anytime soon? Yes, I would expect the FTC to strengthen the rules and protect consumer rights. And again, let's think of sort of the ancillary benefits of these developments in the marketplace. Like I said, VA is using ocular telehealth technologies to diagnose diseases of the eye. Uh, That is related to all of these developments of allowing consumers to shop for contact lenses, of allowing them to get online exams. Mm -hmm. When you you think of the fact that uh, there are at least 2.7 million households of active state-level employees government employees who have insurance. Taxpayers cover about $25 billion of the $31 billion of premiums for those state government employees. So many of those plans have vision care benefits. Imagine the savings in time and money for those insured people who can go to uh, either an online provider for a renewal exam or who can shop online for their lenses. Those savings show up in taxpayers' wallets, not just the wallets of those employees. 
Well, and as you said, the accessibility of it makes it more likely that people are going to be very careful with their eye health. And, you know, it's, it occurs to me also that people who live in rural areas and have, a, you know, a long distance to travel to get to a, an eye specialist, it's going to be very beneficial for those people as well. Uh, now, tell me, do are you familiar with technology? How in the world would you do an eye exam over the computer? Well, yes, I'm basically familiar with it. And, uh, the it fascinates me. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the technology essentially establishes a connection between you and a provider, and then your eyes are essentially checked out through, well, there's one technology uh, that uh, – um, called uh, Opternative uh, that has been developed that uh, allows you to take a, a what's called a, a refractive exam uh, online, and uh, it's highly accurate. It's essentially uh, as accurate as uh, what you would find uh, if you went to an optometrist's office, uh, For again, for those who qualify. I mean, obviously, uh, there, there are certain restrictions, but the technology is... Um, interactive in nature, and uh, there are apps being developed for smartphones that uh, will allow you to do this as well. And so uh, what we're talking about here again, though, is not the initial exam, but rather the renewal exam. My point is this is under very carefully controlled circumstances so that we are making sure this technology is the right fit for the largest number of people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to us who are thinking, hmm, maybe I can qualify for this. So it requires initially, it does require an, a, a visit to an eye health eye care specialist, whether that be an ophthalmologist, an optometrist. Um, that would be the consumer's choice if they're exactly, for example, using contact lenses, right? If they yes. want to use or if they if they're even if they're changing, I would suspect if you're changing from glasses to contacts, um you would have to have some sort of a, a an exam by a healthcare professional in person. And then I guess that establishes a baseline for the consumer that can be used by the online service provider. I mean that's a very exciting yes. now and here's the interesting thing as I sit here and think about how fast technology develops. You know, we're sitting here talking about this and it's going to change over the next few years. There's going to be more and more innovation. So I'm wondering how the FTC can write a rule that will adapt to changes in technology as well. It's going to be a challenge for them, I would think. Somewhat of a challenge, but of course, so far, the FTC has proven itself up to the task. And, and I think that if we have a pro-innovation environment that recognizes there are many, many initial benefits as well as indirect benefits in the future by allowing these kinds of technologies to evolve in a reasonably regulated marketplace, not an excessively regulated one. Yet one that's going to give benefits to the consumer, to the provider, and to ensure the safety and accuracy of what's going on. Sounds to me like that's that should be one of the goals. It's a win-win situation, and state governments, especially state legislatures, need to recognize these benefits rather than give in to local interests who might just want to shut down these kinds of 
pro-consumer innovations because they might fear that their market share is somehow going to be diminished. I mean, we've heard that argument before with a lot of Internet-based services, and they really haven't come true. Doomsday hasn't really happened more often than not. Smaller providers have found they have a gigantic market thanks to things like the Internet, Mm -hmm. and they can thrive in that if they're willing to adapt rather than stand in the way. Well, it certainly is exciting, the technology and things that are going on right now. And so it's it's very interesting. Do you expect that the, you expect that the, you had said you thought that these these modifications as they're needed will be made fairly soon at the, the Federal Trade Commission? So good for them. But it's good to see they're on top of this. Is there a website that you would recommend that they go to, that our consumer, our listeners go to, Pete? Oh, yes. Uh, There are actually a number of sources of information. Uh, There, of course, uh, is our site, uh, National Taxpayers Union. Uh, You can access that by uh, going to NTU, or initials for National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. Okay. Well, let's just send them to NTU. Because we're going, well, we're running out of time. I'm sorry to say, it's been a very informative and interesting uh, conversation with you, Pete. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us about these innovative things that are happening for vision people who need vision help. And you know, I may be wearing those contacts down the line. Who knows? But thank you so much. And you've been listening to Off Consuming Interest right here on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. I'm Shirley Rooker, and we thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.